0: Assalamu alaikum wa and welcome back to another episode of the Umarpreneur podcast. I want to share with you a very special guest that I brought with me today, Sister Khalila Lister, who's the founder of the Power of Voice Academy. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to master the art of public speaking, as well as how you can build more confidence in yourself to be comfortable in situations where you have to use the power of speaking to influence people and captivate them to convert them in your business. And Khalila, before I get started, I want to ask you personally if you can share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and your background so they can get to know you better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As salamu
0: It's
1: such an honor to be here. You know, subhanAllah, I love the work that you're doing, especially you. supporting and giving a platform for entrepreneurs, Muslim entrepreneurs is so needed. So alhamdulillah. So yeah, I am Khalila. I'm a mom of four. I'm a revert Mashallah. to Islam of 15 years now. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. And it's been a big, long journey that I'm sure we'll get into. But now I run the first public speaking academy in the world for Muslim entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts to use what I believe is the greatest tool that you own, which is your voice, alhamdulillah.
0: Mashallah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing that for?
1: I'm still, it's still my baby. So I've only actually okay. started up this business in January of 2022. So it's a year in now, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. I got into business in 2020, my first business, which I run with a friend, which okay. sparked my extreme love and passion for entrepreneurship, which I never knew I had. And it was mm-hmm. on the journey coming back into business that really allowed me to remember the things that I had done prior to Islam, because I'd always been a performer. I went to drama school, that was my life. And I didn't know how to merge that world as a new Muslim. So I literally didn't until coming into entrepreneurship and understanding the real benefits of using your voice to connect and to grow your business.
0: Mm, SubhanAllah. So can you share with me a little bit more about that journey? Because you mentioned that you were in art school, theater school. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so tell me about that period in your life and also how that spark towards Islam happened, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my family are actually Jewish, SubhanAllah, which is always a big difference. So I grew up in London. No Islam, of course. They're not religious at all. So we grew up with Christmas Day you know there wasn't I didn't go to synagogue or anything like that alhamdulillah which I think would have made it more difficult on my conversion if it had have been mm-hmm. but there was no religion in my household other than the fact that the culture by blood they would say they're Jewish but I was brought up typically English as I said Um, I my whole family are really into performing so my cousins are in the west end in the theater my aunt started up a big theater company so performing is like in my blood and i'd always wanted to do it i always wanted to be in acting i went to drama school when i was very young and i did a lot of performing but by the time i was 14 i was really rebellious (laughs) and i think that is partly what led me what to islam but i stopped going to school i got in with really crazy crowds i was around a lot of Crazy people, and I fell deeply into hip hop music, subhanAllah. And through that, I started to host a lot of events. I was speaking around a lot of celebrities. I was hosting a lot of celebrities. And as I grew older, going more into my teenage years, the more I noticed that these people had everything they had the money, they had the fame, they had their dream career. And yet, when the lights and cameras went out, they were so empty. And I'm talking about the majority of people because. There's that sting of loneliness that no money can buy. And that's what really led me on my quest and my journey to look into that there has to be more. There has to be more. And that's what really led me to Islam after my friend converted and she gave me da'wah for a long time. Alhamdulillah, I became Muslim. And that definitely was my journey into Islam. And like I said, the public speaking has only come around recently. And by the blessings of Allah, so many doors have opened up by way of this.
0: That's amazing, mashallah. That's a beautiful story. And if you don't mind me asking, during mm-hmm. which period was this in your life? Were you in your teens? Were you in your 20s and your 30s? When this When happened? I became Muslim? Yes.
1: Yeah, I, it was in 2007. I was 19 when I took my shahada. Alhamdulillah. So amazing. I found out about Islam when I was 18 years old because my friend became Muslim. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, it was a whole year of me really looking into Islam. I remember her praying. And I would pray behind her, but like a Christian, like this. And I would just sit there and say, if Islam is the truth, please guide me. And mm-hmm. I would do that for a very long period of time. I fasted Ramadan and Allah just really opened my heart, alhamdulillah, to accept it. And yeah, from 19 onwards, my whole adult life, alhamdulillah, I've been a Muslim.
0: MashaAllah, <laughs> alhamdulillah, may Allah mean, you. uh you shifted as well because those are some major life shifts, right? Like shifting I and mean, from one belief system to another is a major life shift. And you've also... Within that major life shift, you found that you've had to essentially shift your career path or at least your life path, because I imagine you weren't initially planning on becoming a public speaking coach. So can you walk me through <laughs> what happened in your life to motivate you or inspire you to choose this path for yourself?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Subhanallah, so like I said, before I was Muslim, I was hosting really big events and I took my shahada and it was literally, you know, Subhanallah, the test come. And it was literally within a week that my agent, because I used to have an agent at that time, he called me and he said, you have been selected to host one of the biggest artists of that time. He was a multi-million record company owner. I would have been touring up and down the country hosting him. And it was really what I'd been working for at that time. I'd been Mm -hmm. pitching and this was everything. And it really hit me in that moment that this celebrity spoke lyrics that were so womanizing, you know, the kind of hip hop culture, it's very, it's demoralizing towards women. And not that I ever believed in that, but as a Muslim woman, Islam had taught me that Muslim women are queens, that we don't deserve to be called names in which he would use, which obviously I'm not gonna use here. And I was like, there's no way I can stand up. And I wasn't wearing hijab at the time or anything. It, It was a journey. I was like, there's no way I can stand up on a stage and introduce someone who speaks about women in this way. So I turned it down and obviously my agent is furious. This is what you're doing. And I was heartbroken. I remember just crying and crying because I was so torn, but I, inshallah may Allah accept it. I did it for the sake of Allah and I turned it down. And that was it for me. Like I moved away from London. I think Allah did that for me because he knew that I needed to get away from those crowds that I was in. So I really just became a whole new person. And really, I was only 19. So it's still very young, you're still shaping. But no, I didn't think I would be a public speaking coach. That came in, alhamdulillah, when I started up entrepreneurship. Like I said, my first business is called Homeschool Queens. I'm a homeschooling mummy, And it blew up, it blew up very, very quickly. We had an international, we have an international audience of moms from all over the world, alhamdulillah. It was through coming on the camera and speaking and connecting that I then went into public speaking academies because I wanted to better myself. And when I was in this public speaking academies, there was so much shirk in that. I mean, the higher up you get, I was then I got to the point where I was working with speakers who work with Disney and they teach you to hypnotize the audience. It was getting it was getting a lot. There were a lot of things in there that I was like, as a Muslim, again, this I can't do this. I was like, you know what? I think i need to open my own (laughs) i saw nothing i saw nothing that was made for muslims and as i said to use our voice we all communicate but there are tools that we can really tap into to ensure that our message is delivered powerfully especially if we're doing keynotes if we're speaking and so many doors can open. Like for me, Alhamdulillah, I got to be on TEDx, which is an absolute dream. So I know when you give out something for Allah, Allah gives you better. I got to do TEDx as a niqabi woman. And alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. So many, Mashallah. so many blessings.
0: What was that like for you to stand up on that stage? Was that something that you were you felt like you were working towards when you when you got there, or was it just something that just happened? Were you intentional
1: yeah. about it? No, subhanallah. With with TEDx, yeah. I was in a coaching call. I was in a coaching call with a coach. And the coach, she said, can someone share their story? Now, I'm the only Muslim. It was predominantly males, you know, non-Muslim, American, mostly white, probably never seen a Muslim before. And the lady said, can someone share their story? And you know when you have that itch and you're like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I went to uni. I studied storytelling. I went back in my adult life. I know how to tell a story. And I was like, come on. So I was like, me. So I put my camera on and I see the eyes. They're like, what is this? Does she talk? Does it talk? You know, They don't know how to react. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And I shared my story and I had no idea that there was one of the top producers in Hollywood and a creator of TEDx in there. And they messaged me afterwards and they were like, we'd love to get you on and speaking on our platform, which was just a, a dream come true. Because I remember as a child, not necessarily a child, but as a young girl standing in the mirror with a hairbrush doing my TED talk. So <laughs> it was a, a big so, opportunity. Uh
0: yeah that was that definitely must have must have been a special feeling for you mashallah and you know it really you touched upon something that i definitely wanted to touch upon because as a muslim man i've Mm -hmm. never i've still never experienced this and this is this is very interesting for me because Mm -hmm. i mean you know you could say like yes muslim man like we have beards like you can tell i'm I'm arab and like generally people equate like arabs with muslims even though like half of us are not um but uh you know there's kind of these small telltale signs, but it's not like I'm wearing my religion, like on, uh, as we say metaphorically, like on my wrist, right? Like as mm-hmm. in like, it's just visible to everyone. Whereas when you're a Muslim woman, it's very visible. Like this is a Muslim woman because of the attire that you wear, right? Um, mm-hmm. For many people, right? Some don't, but many people do. And so for you to, for you to transition to, to, uh, from a place of uh, being a non-Muslim to then being a Muslim and also to choose to wear the hijab and to also wear the niqab, right yeah uh which is which is one step further and then to continue to put yourself out there in situations where you're surrounded by non-muslims you're surrounded as you mentioned in a zoom call uh with people that are major, major, uh, majorly majorly white and that are like majoritarily sorry majoritarily white and you know non-muslim and for them you know there's going to be a reaction like there has to be something within you some like there's something within you that i want you to share with our listeners today because there might be someone out there listening that is afraid of putting themselves putting themselves out there because yeah. they were the niqab because they were the hijab and maybe something that you say today is gonna is gonna resonate with them inshallah. So, yeah. how, where does that come from for you? Can you share that with me?
1: You know, subhanallah. One of my that's a really really good question. alhamdulillah. One of my speaking coaches that I've had along the way, she said, and she is like a multi-million speaker mm-hmm. and dollar speaker, and she mm-hmm. said. I am not extraordinary. There's nothing extraordinary about me. If you look at me and think I'm extraordinary, it's to let yourself off the hook. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated with me and it made me realise that it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, how you choose to dress. If you've got a strong message that needs to be heard, we need to get over this fear and speak up. And it can be for anyone. We don't know the doors that can open. For anyone, it's not exclusive to me. Anyone who takes the initiative to speak up in places that they're not comfortable, you don't know who's in the room. And I think culturally, something that I really came to find out is that a lot of Muslim women confuse confidence and arrogance. Because for us, alhamdulillah, you know, we are, especially if we choose to dress modestly, we are obviously visible, like you said. And so it can seem like, are we being arrogant if we speak up or is it going against our Islamic principles? But Alhamdulillah, if we look at the characters of the women around the Messenger, wasalam, they were strong characters. Khadija wanha, was a businesswoman. Aisha, we know stories of her. May Allah be pleased with them all. Ameen. And Ameen. that's why I feel like if you have a skill, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you that skill. And while you keep it buried down and silent, you're missing the opportunity to help other people. Mm. So. Speaking up isn't really about you, it's about you allowing your voice to benefit the people that really need to hear it. And believe me, we need more Muslims and Muslim women speaking up because there are so many voices in this world. We need representation and we can only have that if we push and show up even when we're uncomfortable.
0: Has anyone ever come up to you and and after you gave a certain speech or, um, or were in a certain setting, whatever that may be, came up to you and said, you know what, you changed my perspective. I, you're the first person that I see that is a public speaker and an club, and that changed my perspective on Islam and Muslims. Has that ever happened to you?
1: Yeah, literally. Funnily enough, in the TEDx talk, the man who interviewed me, it was an interview and really nice man, he was called Mark, and he lives in Santa Barbara. And he said, You know, I have never had a conversation with a Muslim woman before. And he said to me, what is so, yeah, he said, I've never, and he couldn't believe what I've just said now about Khadija. He could not believe it because the talk, Mm -hmm. my TEDx talk was called Fighting Cultural Misconceptions Against Islam. Mm -hmm. And he was so shocked. So alhamdulillah, there were a lot of people that came to me after that, specifically from Santa Barbara, because I believe he said to me, it's not like London where I'm from. It's really multicultural. But he said, it's where we are it's not like that I think America is still a lot more segregated California is more segregated I don't know in certain areas but yeah he couldn't believe it and he was like you have that's exactly what he said you've you've changed my perspective you do have strong personalities and you do have more to offer and I think that's what it's really about alhamdulillah and one of my clients she's a phenomenal author and through speaking more publicly she gets that all the time now You've really changed my perspective. You've taught me the history, you've opened my eyes. And that's what it's about. That's why I'm so passionate to transfer speaking skills and get more people speaking up to change the world, inshallah.
0: (laughs) You've put the focus on the message instead of the messenger. That's what you've done is that instead of you putting the focus on yourself and, you know, worrying about how you may come off and, and you know, certain people's perceptions and how that may affect you, what you're really focused on is, is this message worth sharing? And you, you've, in turn, by doing so, lifted the burden off of your own shoulders and put the burden on making the message the most powerful that it can be, which is a very beautiful and interesting way to look at things.
1: That's it, it's that spot on. And I run a group of ladies called Stage School and that's for entrepreneurs, Muslim women, female entrepreneurs. And often they come and they're petrified to speak up, which is normal because public speaking is actually the number one biggest fear in the world. It's not spiders, unless you ask me, then it's spiders, (laughs) it's public speaking. So if you do stand up on a stage and bearing in mind, now we have social media, that is also a stage. It doesn't have to be physical, it can be virtual as well. But once you do dare to speak up, you're actually in the one percent percentile it's very very small amount of people that actually do it and alhamdulillah the amazing thing is that these women come and they're absolutely petrified my sisters especially i think when we become mothers often we lose a part of ourselves we're so preoccupied we lose self confidence it's normal it's part of the journey but they're petrified and yet they've got a strong message and once we work through that and they're like okay they can see the benefit of sharing that that's when you know it's about pushing past that fear out of the fear zone mm. and making what will happen to start changing, making changes in your life and in other people's inshallah. Mm.
0: Subhanallah. You know, as you're speaking, I'm honestly, like in my mind, I'm just thinking about uh, the Prophet sallallahu And yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, all those moments where he had to go against his family, against uh, some of his dearest companions and friends at the time that were non-Muslim as he was spreading the message in the early days and he knew and saw their reactions that were oftentimes very negative and oftentimes very harsh and hurtful towards him. But he put the importance on the message and that this was a message that was so important to deliver. And, you know, it had so much weight to it that, you know, no matter how, no matter what he was going through, وسلم, he was always, always pushing through that pain to spread the message because that was, at the end of the day, what mattered most to him. And yeah. for you to share that parallel as well uh, in your program is just a beautiful way to look at things. And I find it to be um, really keeping true to the tradition, uh, which is beautiful, mashallah.
1: Alhamdulillah, mashallah.
0: Tell me this, you're mm-hmm. helping people, and you mentioned specifically business owners, Yeah. spread their message with the power of public speaking. Why is it important for business owners to master the art of public speaking, to master the art of telling their story? Why is that important
1: for them? People don't remember much because, like I said, we live in such a fast paced world. They don't remember you out of a sea. There are a million coaches, there are a million gazillion business owners. They remember your story. That's how you stand out. To build a personal brand, the core, I like to say the skeleton of it is your brand's signature story. And often people have it and they know it, but when it isn't crafted to perfection, I mean, to me, the elevator pitch is dead. You know, I help, no, use your story. Now it's time to use your story. And, you know, I help my clients that they use their story in pitching to get onto media, to get onto podcasts, to get more stages, booked. you can use your story in your website, use your story when you speak. And it's what is memorable. And if you look at the big entrepreneurs, you know, we're talking the Gary V's or whoever it is that you listen to, they say their story a million times. They say it every time they speak. If you go to their speech, they say the same story. Why? Because it is what makes you memorable. And what we have to remember is that you're going to say your story so many times you get sick of it. Trust me, I'm sick of telling my story now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Every single time... It's going to land on someone new's ears. So every time you tell your story, you need to say it like it's the first time. And that would be one thing that I really say to people when you're speaking. You need to feel your words. Because, again, people don't remember what you said. They remember how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. They remember. They take away the feeling. You know, if you go to an event and someone's up there speaking and you get butterflies in your stomach or you laugh hysterically or whatever emotion it is, that's what you take away more than their exact words you didn't memorize their whole hour speech you remember how they made you feel and so being an emotive speaker is so so important and really it does get your business on the map it gets you noticed it gets you memorable and to stand out using your voice that's why I always say your voice is the most powerful tool you own not your website or your funnel or any of those things which are they're important but up until this point I've built my business to where it is without a website i'm only just building it up now and yeah these things are important but they're not as important as using your voice and getting noticed and getting clients come to you through doing things like lives and collaborations and events these are really really important things to be noticeable in a bigger way it's so
0: it's so interesting that you shared that people don't remember what you say they remember how you made them feel because i'm Mm -hmm. thinking back as you're saying this to uh, I recently attended uh, FHL this year, Funnel Hacking Live with Russell Bronson. Um and it's a, a talk talking about speaking of funnels, and yeah. uh, it was a really great event. It was a really great event, and what I do love, what I do love about those type of events, especially FHL specifically Funnel Hacking Live with Russell Bronson, is that um, it's I would say like it's 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 majoritarily a Christian event. Like there's a lot of Christians there, and all the speakers are pretty much Christian. But like what's really cool is that almost all of the speakers will bring God into the conversation in some way, which I really appreciated and enjoyed. And even though they might have a different belief system, that was yeah. still very nice to hear and nice to see. And when I look back at, you know, all the speakers that came on, the ones that were most memorable, I remember how they made me feel. And I don't remember what they said. I don't, rem- I don't remember. You're right. I, I don't, I'm trying to remember like, I don't I don't remember what this guy what? said, but I remember like this speaker made me like tear up. This speaker made me inspired. This speaker made me motivated. That's what yeah. I remember.
1: Yep. And then what you might do is go and look up their name afterwards. And that's how you'll start seeing their content. And that's how they end up getting clients. That's why mm. how you make people feel is so important. Yeah. And you
0: know, no, go ahead, please.
1: No, I was just gonna say it makes me think about when speakers use presentations, because obviously especially if you're doing pitching I work with some corporate clients as well and they need to use a lot of pitching and again it's just we have to really get out of this mentality of just being a teacher at the front of the class because people still do it I still go to big events and people are pitching but then we're not allowing any feeling to the audience so I always say to my clients keep your presentations empty and your words full Mm -hmm deliver, don't read off them because it just becomes flat. We need to be animated and we need to think about how we're going to transfer that feeling even in our presentations.
0: Yeah, wow, oh, that's so true. So let, let me ask you this because you talked about mastering your story for entrepreneurs oh. and that, you know, your story is so important. So mm-hmm. what a lot of people that hear this are like, okay, but like, my story might not be interesting or my, what should I include in terms of my story? Because should I include every single part? Should I include every single event? And, and from what I know and what I've learned over the years, of course, is that you're, you're going to craft it in a certain way, taking the events that matter through the journey and, and, and specifically picking those out because they'll resonate with your audience in a certain way. But can you tell me in your own words and for you, what crafting your story means? And is that really just saying hey this is what happened over the last five years or is it something else
1: yeah okay definitely firstly the only person that wants i'm really sorry about my baby crying
0: nah, no no problem sorry.
1: <laughs> mom life the only person that wants to hear your entire life story is your mom mm-hmm. Three stories we don't have time to listen to every entrepreneur's entire life story so we need to be picking out the specific parts of our journey that are relevant and I like to see it that it's like a V, if you picture a V in your head. So your story needs to start here, where you began. And just like the long form narrative, like I said, I studied storytelling in university. And one of the things that we learned was that there's the hero and he has to go out on a journey. And the hero has a fool at some point. Now, the hero of the story is you, right? You're the hero of your brand. You're the hero of your business. And the hero at some point, which I like to say is the bottom of the V, has to go through a fall, has to go through some kind of internal struggle because that's where your audience are gonna really connect with you because it humanizes you. We understand your journey. We don't wanna just know that you were perfect. We don't live Mm. in an era of perfection. We wanna know the real journey. So you start off here at the top of your V and that's where it all began. And you go down on your journey and something has to happen where you have a struggle and definitely reflect on the internal struggles And at some point you have a reality check that's what i like to call it something that clicks in your mind and that's where you realize what it is that you want to do especially in your business and then it brings you back to the other side and when you finish your signature story at the other side that's where you get to position yourself as a leader subhanallah that's where you get to share with your audience what you do now why you're doing it and you've been through that journey to show them where you were really struggling and what made you realize essentially the thing that you want your ideal clients to realize in order to work with you so it's really strategic actually and alhamdulillah when it's done right it's so powerful and it's just about taking them on that journey and it's not your whole life story it's just working out the key elements of what are important to include alhamdulillah loving your story and owning your story
0: yeah you know it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because i there was a there was a long period this year, I think, where I started really getting into storytelling, and from the sen- from the perspective of business, because I realized it was so important in terms of creating engaging content, and it was important for marketing for so many other things, and and I started really diving in deep into like storytelling formulas, and um, it's really interesting because there's some. There's some movies that do it so well. One of my favorites is the Lord of the Rings series. I okay. oh, love Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure if you're a fan or not. Or if no, not, or not. My,
1: not my thing. But my kids okay, love it. no
0: problem. <laughs> cool. So it's all good. But I absolutely love Lord of the Rings and a huge mm-hmm. fan. And it's like that story of like that hero's journey that you talk about, where like Frodo first is just like this unassuming person ultimately he goes through this entire journey and you know these ups and downs and ultimately it seems like there's no way out but then something happens and there is and ultimately he gets to the final point but the true end goal is not the external transformation it's the internal transformation right
1: 100 percent
0: yeah 100 percent and so and so it's just interesting to see that whole process and storytelling is a really interesting it's an interesting thing to study because it really is a framework yeah. And, it, and it gets you to think that like human beings, ultimately, like, that's what they connect with. They connect with like this sequence of events. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to ask you why we connect with this, because I think that would be
1: it's a bit of a oldest, complicated it's question. The but oldest yeah. thing. Everything we've ever yeah. known, everything we've ever known has been through storytelling before TV, before phones, before anything, before telephone. It was all passed down through word of mouth and through storytelling. And so that's why our brains are wired for stories. And I actually like to call it story selling as well, while we're on the subject of business story sell, because it literally essentially sells you and makes people connect with you and makes you memorable. And one thing I would like to say, actually while we were just talking about storytelling is that you can have something called elegant vulnerability. You don't need to share everything. There are things in your life that you don't want to be sharing with people. And that's okay. You get to decide that. So I really advise, people to take some time to sit down and say what am I okay to share with because social media is not your diary you do not need to be sharing with everyone every single thing in your life you get to decide what parts are you okay with sharing what parts do you think in your life experiences can benefit others and what is too vulnerable that you don't want to share and that's what Mm -hmm. I like to call elegant vulnerability
0: I I really love that concept mashallah um if I were to ask you a follow-up question on that yeah as as we as we dive deeper into Uh, storytelling as well as public speaking for the entrepreneurs that are listening to this that are not sure where to start when it comes to public speaking and and really how to be a better speaker and a better communicator what are maybe three tips that you can share with us today on beginning that journey starting to become a better speaker a better communicator
1: yeah number one would be just show up you can only get better with practice The reality is that if you look at the greatest speakers in the world, your favorite speakers that you love to listen to, or even your favorite actors, and you look at them in their beginning, when they first took to the stage, believe me, it's going to be such a transformation to where they are now. No one starts off perfect. So the best thing to do is to practice and be confident by showing up the more you do it. So Mm -hmm. just do it. love that, love that (laughs) machine. Yeah, the second one would be to be animated. A lot of my clients I work with, because some of them are amazingly intelligent, phenomenal people with extreme skill in their craft. But when they come to speak, it's really monotonous and very one level. And we can't engage with that. So if you want to engage your audience, you need to be animated. You need to allow your whole body to move with your words. If you're covering your face like I do, I still smile with my eyes. Like I'm still being animated. I'm still allowing you to connect with me, even though, alhamdulillah, I'm covered by choice. But there's still ways you can use your hands and just really allow yourself to feel your words, which is what's going to happen when you're being animated. And the third would be to hone in on your message and your audience. So remember I said to be a great speaker and to get over the fear of speaking. It's to know that your message is really important, that can't be silenced. It's to know that there are so many voices in this world, and yours needs to be heard. So when you work on really honing in on your message, really crafting what it is essentially that you need people to hear, it helps you to be more confident when you show up. And knowing your audience is so important. Because literally, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. And again, even if you're addressing a huge crowd, you just want to speak to one person because that's how they feel like they take something away. That's really personal. So to know exactly who you're speaking to. And so many people are afraid of that. I'm sure you found that, you know, I think you coach entrepreneurs as well. Right.
0: Correct. Many yeah.
1: people are afraid to have one audience. What about everyone else? But yes. when you, when you speak to that one person, trust me, everyone else is still coming. It's just that now you're clear. And now they understand. So it's really, really important as a speaker that you know who you're speaking to and you have your ideal audience in your mind every time you speak.
0: You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because you know, a lot of times we think that the, the, the right way to, to go about in business is to go wide as in like, let's, let's try to capture as many people as possible, whether it's in our products or services, or even in our, in our, in our speaking, I mean, now that you're, now that you're sharing this, but with. Social media these days as well being so oversaturated, businesses being so oversaturated and, you know, there's just so much of everything that going wide no longer resonates or really even stands out. To be honest, it falls on deaf ears. And so really the key now is to go deep rather than go wide, right, is go deeper deeper with one audience, with one person, how deep can you truly understand their problems, their desires, what they're struggling with, what their fears are, what keeps them up at night, and yeah. then be able to speak to that and really help provide them with some type of transformation, then that's going to be the the most powerful thing you can do in business, or in, a, in your case, as you mentioned, in a speech as well, in your communication. 100%, 1000%,
1: what keeps them up at night, exactly. Mm. Speak to that pain point. What is their demographic? What's their psychographic? What do they enjoy? Really picture that in your mind so that, like I said, when you're feeling your words, they feel it too because you're speaking to them. So, so important, honestly. Mm -hmm.
0: And, 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 you know, you mentioned one thing that I just want to touch upon real quick as well, Mm -hmm. because I think it it really is important is that you know, you mentioned that, you know, you're, you're animated and, and you're like, okay, well, I'm covered, but I, I smile with my eyes. And I think that's just like a su- little something that I want to highlight that people don't realize that you can do that. Like literally your eyes say so much, so much more than we, than we believe in that we think and we perceive. And a lot of times, you know, we can be super animated with our bodies, with our hands, but you know, our eyes will kind of give it, give away if we're really feeling what it is that we're saying, if we're truly smiling, if we're truly happy, if we're truly, if we're truly excited and, I think you know instead of focusing on like the um, the surface level, right? Like you know the movements and as you mentioned, um, essentially like I want to be able to show all of me so that people can see that I'm like excited and I'm uh, you know they can see my mouth moving, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for you specifically, it's like if you can feel what you're what you're saying, mm-hmm. your eyes will 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 transmit that feeling as well, which is a very beautiful, interesting thing. Mashallah, it's really yeah. nice to see.
1: No, just like, like it's funny because in drama school you're taught about non-verbal communication and that is like mm-hmm. facial expressions and using your eyes but also mm-hmm. your mouth and your note and like yeah. alhamdulillah i've chosen to cover i wear. Ni- i've worn a club now for the last 10 years mm-hmm. and so obviously coming into social media i was like i don't want to take it off i um one thing that i've said to myself is i want to build this business staying true to my values and that's something that's a value to me personally for on, on my personal journey alhamdulillah and that's really important that we understand that in order to gain success we don't have to do it the same way as everyone else in fact it's the things that are different about you that make you stand out that make you mm. different it's just finding the ways to go around it so like you said exactly so you're not going to see if i'm smiling but i will make sure that my my voice shows it or my eyes mm. alhamdulillah mm. the things that i am choosing to show and so right. it just goes to show that you don't have to do the same as everyone else.
0: Subhanallah. I want to ask you one question to share not with me, but okay. hopefully to share with a little girl that might be listening to this. And probably they don't listen to the entrepreneur podcast. But just in case someone's listening to this, that will share it with someone they know.
1: Okay, but <laughs> a
0: little girl that's listening to this. That's a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And And she feels like she's right now surrounded by her friends who are non-Muslim. And she's kind of struggling with this identity between her being a Muslim and doing the things that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and as well as fitting in with her surroundings and feeling like she needs to look the same, be the same, act the same to fit in and be accepted. For someone like yourself, who's mashallah set this example of really being yourself and doing and and still breaking those barriers and doing what you want to do, is there anything that you can say to that young girl who's listening right now? Yeah. Any piece yeah. of advice? Go ahead. I don't you want to add to anything to that. Go ahead.
1: No, subhanallah, that's it's so deep because I have three daughters, alhamdulillah, um, myself. I have four kids, but three of them are girls, and it's so hard because now, especially with all these outside influences, social media, all the things that we didn't have, all these pressures, and they've got too much exposure to things that we don't want them to see. Even I homeschool my children and trust me, they still know everything. Like You can't escape it. And so I think it's really, really important that they understand that it's being individual and accepting yourself as who you are and not trying to be anyone else you can never please anyone more than you should be aiming to please the creator and again it's hard because i always think this as a revert i chose islam but my children didn't obviously i've never like i'm a first generational muslim alhamdulillah my sister's muslim as well alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah. but my kids they didn't choose it it was they were born into it which is a blessing but it's scary because you're like i have to make sure that you love this obviously ultimately guidance is from Allah and it's just dua and I can only do my best but for all the young girls out there they have to find that connection themselves but I would say trust me all the people that are going to negatively come in your ear and try to change who you are in order for you to fit in they're not your friends, I learned that the hard way the people who love and accept you for who you are and encourage your values even if they're not Muslim they're going to stay in your corner, they're the real ones they're the real mm-hmm. ones they're the people that are worth showing up for because it's what makes you you that makes you unique that makes you shine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you your individual gifts and blessings don't change that that's what I would say to her but yes yeah, it's, it's a it's a scary one it's a scary one may Allah guide all our younger Ameen. daughters and sons I mean
0: Thank you, thank you for, for for sharing that, for being so uh, so open and sharing that. Because I know it was a difficult answer to, to kind of you know put on your lap, but uh, yeah. I I just you know for someone like yourself, I truly feel like, uh, mashallah, you know that you are you have very much you have very much been able to. I'm very aware that there has been an internal journey, yeah, that you've gone through, and that there has been a lot of work done internally to be able to get to where you are today
1: a thousand percent a thousand percent
0: yeah and i just want to say that that question was me trying to grasp a little glimpse of that that i could potentially give to someone that might be in the beginning of that journey so that they could benefit from it
1: yeah we you know you grow through what you go through subhanallah and alhamdulillah that's kind of what pushed me into entrepreneurship i came out of a very messy marriage i'm a single mother and then it was like the weight of the world is on my shoulders i never dreamed to be an entrepreneur it was something that i homeschool i couldn't go into a job and do a nine to five who's gonna have my kids i had a baby at the time and that's what pushed me into doing entrepreneurship and then i alhamdulillah by the blessings of allah became addicted to it <laughs> you think you learn a lot about yourself and it's a, yeah. it's a beautiful journey so actually that would be a message i would really like to put out there that you don't have to have the perfect situation or the perfect circumstance if you have a dream you have a goal you have a skill don't sleep on it because it feels amazing and my kids now alhamdulillah especially my older ones now they want to be entrepreneurs they found all their different skills my son loves video editing and these are all things that have come about because they see me being passionate about something and pouring into myself Mm -hmm. so actually that's actually the best thing i think i've ever done for my children funnily enough going into Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship alhamdulillah
0: alhamdulillah definitely i think i think there's no greater favor that you can do for your kids than to actually pursue your own full potential so that they can look up to someone who's done that right so that's 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 always been a a very beautiful thing and and something that i that i personally hold very dear but just like so much for for sharing all of that how can people work with you khalila if they they've listened to this podcast now and um they want to work with you they want to master the art of public speaking number one who do you work with to know who we should send your way and number two how can they connect with you to work with you inshallah
1: okay amazing so yeah power voice Academy is the first public speaking Academy in the world for Muslim entrepreneurs experts and thought leaders like I said so if you know that you have a big message that you want to share with the world Mm -hmm. it's the right space for you so there are two different things I do currently I have stage school which is my group for women only. And it is for entrepreneurs, sisters. It's a family. It becomes a family. The sisters in there support each other. They grow together. One of my clients, for example, she came to me and she was like, I don't want to be a speaker. I just want to do better at coaching my clients. I just want to do Last week, she was on a massive stage. Alhamdulillah, after three months of working with me, she was on a massive stage and she delivered a powerful talk. And I just, I felt like such a proud mom. I was just like, here she is and so that's Gosh the only Allah. thing I would warn you that once it starts you might just find it addictive to keep speaking up and so that's Gosh stage school and I also offer spotlight one-to-one which is for more seasoned speakers I work with organizations people who are in the corporate space people who have a big message business owners and that is where we work one-to-one and I tailor that to their specific needs in order to help them if it's storytelling if it's presenting I run masterclass templates to help you deliver amazing masterclasses wherever you need your voice that's what you'll find so you can find me anywhere on social media power of voice academy or powerofvoiceacademy.com instagram's my favorite playground so if you want to actually chat to me you can send me a message on instagram which is power of voice academy inshallah
0: Thank and- you so much, Khalida. We're going to make sure to include those links in the description. Uh, so whether whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any audio platform, check out the show notes for the links. Or if you're watching on YouTube, check out the description in uh, in below the video. Essentially, Power of Voice on Instagram, Power of Voice Academy on Instagram, and Power of Voice Academy uh, for the website. Khalida, jazakallah khair for such an interesting and exciting and honestly um, insightful podcast episode today I really appreciated and enjoyed it thank you so much
1: <laughs> again it's been an absolute honor may allah continue to bless the work that you're doing to amplify voices that really need to be heard so and thank <laughs> and
0: you <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much <laughs>